Travelers get burnout probably faster than most other careers. It's a real thing. It's something I've been reading about an awful lot lately. And a lot of people are talking about burnout. It has a lot to do with the things that are going on in our world right now, your industry right now. There's so much money and opportunity to be made and opportunity to be, to be taken advantage of. But you got to be really careful about yourself, your career, your patience, all that fun stuff. We're going to talk about avoiding burnout today on this uh, this edition of Travel Evolved. And I think it's a really, really important one to pay attention to because it can catch up and sneak up on you when you least expect it. Avoiding burnout on today's edition of Travel Evolved. This is Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode. It's been uh, a crazy, crazy couple of weeks for me personally um, in a great way. But, man, it's, uh, like I said, I've done a couple of promos recently about how much I enjoy doing this. This is, a, like I said, this is a bonus thing I do in my life. The team is behind me. I've got a lot of people that are involved. It doesn't, I mean, it probably doesn't seem like it on this show, but there's a lot of people that are involved in it. Um, there's a lot of people that help do the research, that help do a lot of the writing, certainly a lot of the editing. And then I just knock stuff out right now. I'm in California and I ship it back to Denver and they take care of a lot of really good things for me, which is really cool. However, there are times when life gets in the way, you just can't, you know, keep up with stuff. So I know I'm a couple of days late on an episode and I apologize. I really wanted to stick with that that once every six day kind of cadence. I just couldn't quite do it this week. Just life got in the way uh, in a lot of different ways. So it was, um, it is what it is. Like they, they always say in the in one of my least favorite lines and things I hear is when people say it is what it is. And I say it all the time and I can't stand that part because it isn't what it always is. Lots of times it isn't at all what it is, right? So anyway, I just want to thank everyone again um, for whatever reason, you know, we had a lot of increases in both our subscriptions, mostly on podcast and a lot on the YouTube channel, which is really great. Getting some decent and, and really strong, I shouldn't say decent, but I mean the opposite of decent, really, really good feedback on some social media. And I really appreciate that for those of you that, that reach out. Take the time to tell me, which is really, again, for me and the team, how much you guys appreciate what we're doing. We don't always know, right? We can't always tell if what we're doing is right. You, you, you kind of go by based on the fact that the the listenership and the viewership increases. You know, the, the, we do. We look at the episodes. We look at the you know how things are going, and things look like they're moving in in a very very strong direction on this. But you don't always know until someone comes out and says thank you, and it's just that one comment 
that tells people or people referring their friends to us, which we really appreciate. Probably the best compliment you can pay us is by saying, hey, check out this YouTube channel. Check out this podcast. These guys are, are at least opening up people's eyes to some things that they may not have heard before. And that's what we really want. We Again, we are not here to sit there and tell you that all of our answers are 100% perfect, 100% great. And it's again, this is an opinion piece. I've always said it. A lot of my opinion comes from a whole heck of a lot of experience, almost 22 years now, but take it for what it's worth. I mean, at the end of the day, it is my opinion on a lot of things. It may be an educated opinion, but it is one person's opinion. And I guarantee there's 20 other Mark Holloway's out there who absolutely disagree or maybe don't like what I'm saying, but certainly disagree with it. And that's perfectly fine as long as the discussion starts happening. And I think that's what I've always said. A lot of people in my position are afraid of the discussion. They don't want these kinds of discussions happening. We certainly want to talk about burnout because we don't want any of our travelers to stop working and making us money, right? That's the important thing. So if you had a bunch of people doing what I'm going to actually suggest you do today, they don't like that much. I look at it as, you know, we are a team, agencies, facilities, vendors, and certainly travelers. We've got to work thusly. If we are trying to just constantly get people to work, 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 it's, it's gonna, you're going to burn out. It's going to become an issue for you, which then I think, you know, duh, becomes an issue for us too. I've always said I'm going to be as transparent as I can. I'm going to be very open about everything. You might not always like the answer, but what I'm going to tell you is what I believe. And there's nothing that I'm not willing to talk about on these these episodes. And that's why I've got a lot of amazing guests coming up. We've scheduled a whole ton of people. Um, I know we've had a lot of recently, have a whole bunch of folks that are maybe outside of the industry. It just happens to be the where that goes. Got a bunch of travelers coming in. And we're trying to coordinate some of their time. You guys seem to be oftentimes busier than a lot of the, the guests that I have who, you know, again, they are everybody we've had, people we've recorded so far that we haven't quite aired the show are all incredibly busy people too. But obviously, you know, it's a little different when you're on a road, when you're taking care of people and you've got, you know, two or three or maybe four days off and you're just fried and you're burnt out. So we're going to talk about this today because I really felt this was one. I had been planning this episode for many months, happened to be today, and it was really interesting because over the this past weekend, I heard a lot of things. saw like three or four things, which is a lot if you think about all the different social media that were specific about I am getting burnout. I'm so burnout. I'm burnout of being burnout. And I started looking at some of the comments. and There was a lot of, you know, amen, sister, amen, brothers on there. Basically, people saying me too. And the overwhelming thought behind everything was that, but we can't stop. And there was a few comments about how I am worried. It's getting dangerous. I mean, I understand I'm, I'm providing for myself and providing for my family, but I'm really getting burnout and I'm worried that this is going to mean I, I don't want to do this very much longer, even though everything is going really, really well for me right now. That's what I was reading. And I love to read what you guys say to each other. I think it's some of the most honest conversations that you can have. And I think those are really great. I always advise all of you guys. I think your peers are the best source of information, especially when it comes to hospitals, when it comes to agencies, when it comes to a lot of the things that those of us that sit on this side of the desk can't, can't talk intelligently about. I cannot tell you what it's like to get in my car and drive for 13 weeks to a job that I am you know, expected to perform at uh, every day and, and walk into different people. I happen to be in California for 13 weeks, ironically, every year though. So, but it's, and I do my job out here. I fly back and forth. I do all kinds of things. You know, it's, it's really wonderful. I've got my own schedule. But I kind of get that aspect. But I certainly don't know what it's like to walk into a new place and have a whole bunch of people that are you know expecting you to do your job and all the things you guys go through and that's why i keep saying 
Your peers are absolutely the best source for that sort of thing. I think that your peers are a really solid source, many of them are, for the things that we talk about on Travel Evolved. I'm going to qualify that and say sometimes I see some incredibly you know, misinformation out there, incredibly high misinformation. And sometimes it's right on. So you just never really know what you're going to get. And I see some things, I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. They answer that so well. They almost maybe like they're listening to me or maybe they've heard it from other people or we're right in sync. And then I'll turn around and see something that's so completely out of whack that someone talking as if they've been on my side of the desk and it's just wrong. It's like me trying to tell you what it's like to be a traveler. I cannot do that. But what I can do, like I've always said, is try to offer a perspective that maybe you guys haven't heard. And I think that's what's lacking. And I've told you many times, there's reasons behind that. And today's episode really is a textbook example of what a lot of, I don't care who you are, if you're working for an agency, you don't want travelers to do what I'm going to tell you, the advice I'm going to give you today. Because the idea is that they want those hours. They want those hours weekly. If... 10% 10% of their entire travelers were off and, and taking breaks and doing the things I'm telling you to do, maybe taking lower paying assignments, all the stuff we're going to talk about today. That's not a good revenue stream for them. At least that's what they think in their minds. Um, so that's why you don't have people like me or other people like me out there saying, hey, you guys are getting burnt out, so be careful of that. Let's watch out for that. It just, it's just... I don't know. I tell you guys, read between the lines on that stuff you see. And I know that there's less and less social media. People seem to be really scared about social media right now. I've noticed there's many companies that used to be heavily involved in it that aren't nearly as involved in it anymore. There's a whole bunch of big companies. I've always asked myself the question, why aren't the big, big guys on social media? Well, they don't want to be because they're making themselves a target. And unfortunately, when you're that big, you can be a big, a real big target. So I understand why they're not. So there's little old me out here trying to tell you guys what I think. And thank you again. That's a long, really a very long thank you for giving me the encouragement and, and making me do this and, and kind of holding me accountable to what I said I was going to do. And I, I'm going to continue to do this. And um, I really am trying to avoid recording a whole bunch of episodes at once and then airing them out appropriately. I think that there's too much involved with what's going on, um, you know, in our world, at any given point, I don't care if it's now, five, three, four years from now, there's going to be things that are important and prudent to be talking about on our episode. So what is what is traveler burnout? Well, I mean, it, you guys know what it is, but let's talk a little bit about Let's kind of define it. In my opinion, here's where it becomes the opinion piece. Burning out as a traveler is when you're just, you just need a break. You are so, I get it. You guys are hyper-focused. You don't want to be without a job. So what many of you do, and I know this because you talk to me every day, I'm going to be ending the assignment on you know Saturday the whatever the 18th, and I want to start an assignment on Monday the 20th. And I'm looking right now because I've got six weeks out or five weeks out, whatever your whatever your your particular preferences for starting to look for a job. And I, I sit there and go, wow, man, you're going to literally drive either across state, another state, sometimes across the country, because you just don't want to be in that situation. And we've talked about this in previous episodes. I understand this. Because things happen. You guys, we all know there's barely any guarantees given to you as a traveler from agencies, from hospitals. Because as I've said many times, hospitals are the ones that drive the revenue. So a vendor and an agency oftentimes have no control of whether or not you're going to be keeping this job. It could be the, you know, all the things that we've talked about in our episodes. I'm not going to rehash those. But I understand that because of that uncertainty and that how volatile your employment is, I understand why you would want to jump in and do that. And I think that as I'm talking, I want you to keep that opposite, I guess, impression in mind that, yeah, yeah, Mark, but 
And that's why we're having the discussion because I'm going to tell you to do some things that may not make sense to you. You may say, gosh, I don't know. So it's going to be about how things are going with you over the course of a, of, a, of a year, over the course of a season, over the course of the last few assignments that are really going to dictate the advice you take and what you listen to and what you make yours and what you ignore and say, this isn't really appropriate for me at the time because I've gotten fired a couple of times or because the assignment ended because of more likely uh, because of census decrease or because they didn't need me anymore. Who knows what, what, what they said. So traveler burnout is in fact the idea that you're getting tired of being on the road. You're being, you're tired of, of going out trying to find your next gig, trying to work with your three or four companies that you work with and, you know, hash out all the details. It's mostly about, you know, the drive and being on the road and just constantly on the go, 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 being away from your home, being away from your friends. It can lead to fatigue and, and fatigue in your business. You know, if I make a mistake because I'm fatigued mentally or physically, I, I can cost my company some money. I can cost some people, you know, some some kudos or other people money. You guys can, it's a little more serious for you, obviously, right? You guys are on a whole different plane than anybody else in this cog that is travel. You guys are the ones that cannot have any kind of mental or physical fatigue. It's just the way it is. I get it. I understand that. And I think a lot of people on my side of this do understand it, but I'm really kind of harping on that. So this is what today's episode is about being aware that you can have this and let's talk about avoiding it again it's not traveler burnout it's avoiding burnout is the name of this episode and that's the whole idea is what can we do before you get too burnt out to kind of keep you from you know keep you from being in that dangerous situation or keep you from being in that situation where you're just sick of traveling i, mean, I don't want that i don't think anybody wants that hopefully you don't want that so what i guess i'm getting at is your physical health and your mental health are really really important to you to everybody in the, in the whole cog. But this is what we're talking about. Mental, and then, and then mostly, I think, and then physical health and keeping abreast of that, keeping making sure that you don't let either one of those slide to the point where you're done. And I think the mental part can really sneak up on you. I know it can for me and in my side of the world and in my life. I can imagine with you guys, that might be even faster where all of a sudden you're just like, wow, I am mentally spent and I cannot continue on in, in this pace. So, First and foremost, my first piece of advice is, and this is just a no-brainer, so I'm just, again, talking, and you're going to go, duh. But the idea is you got to choose the right assignment for you at the time. I've done a lot of little things out there on social media my team puts out there that is, is me saying, you guys are in charge of the assignment you're taking. You guys are in charge of the assignment you're choosing. First and foremost, don't let anybody talk you into or out of an assignment because of their own personal What's, what's what I'm looking for? Their own personal directives, their own personal motivation. You guys are the ones that get to decide where you want to go. And don't lose sight of that. I understand some of you may have a specialty that doesn't have that many positions, or maybe there's a whole ton of competition, so you feel like you have to jump on with the first thing that comes available or second thing. I can understand that, and that's where I said some of the things you have to apply to you. But that being said, be aware and think about, is this taking this assignment because I had a really slick recruiter talking me into taking this job because I wanted something in this particular state and they found something close by, but there was nothing there. So I'm going to jump on this because I just don't want to be unemployed. I want you to pause and say, could I see myself really getting burned out on this thing? Is this a mistake where I am going to say, I wish I wouldn't have taken that. I wish I would have waited a week or two, maybe held my ground a little bit, maybe gone to talk to a couple more companies to find the job I really wanted instead of jumping on with this one. And that's what I want you guys to really think about. Don't just 
settle for an offer if you can. Okay. You guys are my friends. I'm just, I know I'm kind of going back and forth, but that's what I'm saying is that this is this, this episode applies to you specifically. And the whole thing means that every assignment you're taking, you're probably going to be in a different situation, whether you just made a ton of money, maybe you just didn't make a ton of money. Maybe you, you ended early. Maybe you were on a really high paying assignment. It gives you more flexibility, more options. Every time you guys are in this boat of looking or choosing for the right assignment, it's going to change your ability to choose the right assignment. And I, I get that. But don't settle for a subpar offer. And I'm talking about locations first and foremost. If there's a location that you guys are really have your heart set on and you can afford to be a little more, you know, I guess specific and a little more, um, wow, I'm having trouble with my, with, with uh, the English language today. And here comes some fire. So I have this one window open because it's very hot out here. So if you can be really, uh, really uh, scrutinize the jobs that you want, then Location is one of those areas I think is really important to say, I want to stick to my guns. If I really wanted to be someplace, again, maybe it was close to home. Maybe it's, you know, somewhere you've been before, or maybe it's a, a certain state that you've always wanted to go to or a certain state you like going to that, that particular time of year. Really be careful to not take an assignment elsewhere because you feel like you're settling for it. Whether again, whether you got a slick talking recruiter or just nothing's coming up, really think about that. Location, pay rates another one. I mean again, right now things are going through the roof again pay rate pay rate wise. And I have seen travelers tell me accept an offer and now better ones are coming in. Now I like the ones I've been talking to they're saying I'm going to keep it because you never can tell because the opposite happens too where you accept a great high paying offer and it's going to go. Here's where you guys don't ever win. Oftentimes, it seems like when you accept an offer and the rates go up, you are held accountable to that offer you made, and they're not going to raise the rate at the facility. Sometimes you'll get an offer at a higher rate, and they'll come around to you a week or you know three weeks, four weeks in the assignment, saying, "Hey, so we got we're going to lower this rate because we don't have the need." We see that too, but yet one thing they want to do because I mean, I guess what you guys are saying it. Both things are at your disadvantage. And I've seen that. I've got a couple of travelers myself right now that the rates are higher and they're asking me for, you know, what can we do? And I'm reaching out. And the answer is, you know, I mean, they're, they're, this particular facility, I'm on one of them, is sticking with their guns and it's making her upset. I get it. This is where sometimes, you know, as a CEO, even forget about travel evolved, the answer is tough. And that's why I think communication is key. We, ha we talked about some choices. We can bail. We can do this. We can do that. But at the end of the day, I work for her. So the answer is, here's what it is. Here's the truth. So, you know, pay rate is an important aspect of making sure that you aren't, again, settling. And then little things you guys may not think about. You mean the shift. I've had travelers tell me literally they are day-only people, and they went with a night because it was the right pay, it was the right location maybe, and now they're regretting that. So think about that. Is, I mean, that is probably one of the biggest things that's going to mentally and probably more likely physically burn you out. If you are a day person and you get talked to a night or the opposite, you guys, you night owls, you guys know you don't do well at days, and you take an assignment, it's really likely in my 22 years of experience, to be a problem for you before that 13 weeks is over, for sure. Even when they promise you, oh, we're going to start you off on this opposite shift that you wanted, we'll get you over there, baloney. You guys know, be careful with that stuff. Things like on call. I mean, for those of you that have to be on call, some of you want that, some of you don't want that. And again, whichever of those situations is important to you, make sure that you're getting that as you're interviewing. If you like being on call because you're that type of individual that wants to you know, hopefully get that call back pay and you're not out there to do anything but be available and make money and they're saying, well, we don't really do call here, then that's kind of a, a notch down in that assignment, I would think. And the opposite of the case is true too. If you don't want to do call and they're talking about a lot of call, 
that I think for sure is going to burn you out probably faster than the first scenario, right? It's floating, another huge one. I, I wrote that down because I think floating is an, is an area where sometimes it's not discussed during the interview. And then when it is discussed, oftentimes it's not discussed openly and honestly. And I get not always from you guys, but oftentimes from the, the manager who's hiring you. Drill down. If, because I'm seeing that a lot where floating is an issue, um, especially in places like now, like PACU and, and floating into ICU and floating into holding areas, things that are being asked of you that you are uncomfortable with in your career. Um, so it's just be aware of that. And that, I mean, I can tell you specifically, I've got people right now that are burnt out because it was not in their job description. They would have to float into areas that are either, you know, higher acuity, higher patient frequency that they're uncomfortable with, or just an area that they don't understand or know or have never worked in as much as they have before. And it's it's a problem. And I think right now, well, you guys can take my advice or not, but it feels to me like a lot of the interviews that are happening are, are if they're even happening, right? We've got that whole auto offer going with many, many different vendors on a lot of different facilities. But I think a lot of times the, the, the managers aren't necessarily talking to you guys about what's truly going on behind the scenes and you're getting there. At least this is what I'm hearing from my people. They're getting there and it's like, oh, this is kind of different or it, is, it changes as the assignment has progressed. All of a sudden, it wasn't like this before, but now I am floating. Now I am you know, going on call more or whatever. Then, you know, patient load as well. That's another last thing I want to talk about. If, if the patient load is higher than what you're used to, Really think about that because I'm telling you guys that is going to probably burn you out incredibly fast, especially if you're an empty nester and you're maybe toward the end of your career and the twilight of your career and you know I can't handle that. Let that little voice inside you talk. I think this is one of those industries that all around from, from vendors to us agencies to even hospitals and absolutely through travelers, you got to listen to that little voice more than most industries if you're hearing something yourself saying, uh, listen to yourself and maybe pass because it, it feels like there could potentially be something that's not going to give you that burnout right, you know, coming right behind it along, along around the corner. It's just you never know. Right. So this is why you got to use your own best judgment. But just those things alone I'm talking about, you got to choose the right assignment for you at that particular moment when you're ready to take this next assignment. All right. Next big point. Switch it up. This is one of those I think that we don't really think about, but I wanted to talk about when I was writing this episode with the help of a couple other people, I really felt this was an important thing to think about that maybe many of you don't. A lot of times right now, I understand the, the, the concept. You guys are going for maybe money, money, money right now. Many of you are hyper-focused on locations because you like to stay warm in the winter and you like to be in, you know, whatever the case may be. So that's kind of your, your driving force. I want to kind of throw out that there is a good concept with switching some things up in other words consider going for you know a nice warm weather location that may not have the highest bill rate which would then obviously mean the highest pay rate and then the next one maybe go for something that is you know maybe a really high paying assignment maybe a higher acuity hospital maybe in a you know a cold weather situation but you're going kind of back and forth which means you can do that for 13 weeks and then you're going to take a nice break because you've made great money or whatever the case may be. Maybe take an assignment, you know, close to home. I said that earlier, and I think that's an important one. Maybe get one where you can get home or see your friends and family frequently by, you know, maybe a, a six, seven hour drive or less. And then take one that's, you know, completely elsewhere because you're going to chase that location or chase that money. I think that's important. And going from easy assignment and, you know, potentially to a hard assignment is also good. And then, of course, that also oftentimes will lead into high and low. I would never tell you to take a low-paying assignment. 
But if the low paying assignment is because of one of the other variables that you need to switch up, I would say switch it up, right? So that's the whole point is that, you know, variety is the spice of life. You've heard that a thousand times probably in your lifetime, if not more. And it really is. I mean, I don't care what you're doing with it. I mean, we don't eat. Most people don't eat the same thing all the time. Most people don't, you know, go to listen to the same music all the time. I mean, if you do, you're going to get burnt out on it. I mean, that's for sure. You don't read the same author when you're reading. I would imagine that if you have an opportunity, if you're single, you're dating different kinds of people, whatever the case may be, variety is important. You guys are really lucky, and think about it this way, that you have an opportunity to change your entire atmosphere and your entire work every 13 weeks if you want to. Sometimes, obviously, less, you know, more frequently than that. That's a great advantage. And it is one that if you really think about it, your career would actually be longer than the average person. Because if you're walking the same office building every day, sitting down the same desk in a cubicle or an office, day in, day out, for 30 years, you guys probably look at me going, there's no way I could do it. That's why I travel. That's why I'm a healthcare professional who's now chosen to travel. Perfect example. So take advantage of that. It is a wrinkle that I want you to think about that, Every once in a while, you should consider a completely opposite assignment than what you just had because you want to switch things up a little bit. And you are lucky enough that in your job, which is this career as a traveling healthcare professional, you can do that. Whereas most people in our world and certainly in our, our country can't, they don't have that, that option to do that for sure. That kind of goes along with the next thing I really want to talk about. And I want to spend a little bit of time on this one. And that is getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. This is something I'm seeing a lot lately. I, I guess I always have. I've seen it my whole entire career where someone's like, hey, I'm a traveler, but I only travel in my home state and I only travel four hours from my house. Again, I mean, it, it's harder to work with people like that because you're hoping that those handful of facilities that are in that you know comfort zone are going to have your job and your specialty and that you've got it as an agency and that you as a traveler are going to be awarded that that contract by either an interview or just by your resume. So there's a lot of things at play there. And I think many of you have told me sometimes you find that you don't have work because you've limited yourself so much. But get out of your comfort zone a little bit on some of these things. Maybe you always go to warm weather every winter. And maybe you always go to a certain couple of places in the summer. Or you've only got a handful of states that you've gone out and gotten licensed with because they're close by your house or because you like those states. And what I'm going to recommend is getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. I've, had a, I've got a lot of friends, as you guys know. I've been doing this for 22 years. A lot of my friends have retired, believe it or not, because they were older than I am. Yep, there are people who are actually older than me out there. A lot of them are younger than me now, but I have a lot of, I've made a lot of friends. A lot of you people are my friends, and I, and I love you for it. And you guys have told me there's some of you that are, I mean, really, really go get out of your comfort zone. You guys go crazy, and there are adventure people. Matter of fact, we're going to have a few of them on. And some guests, I think of one gal right now that I'm going to have on pretty quickly, that that's what she does. She chases, I mean, money for sure and where she wants to go, but she is an adventurer, right? And that's that's got to give you a whole bunch of different, I guess, experiences and everything in your life is accelerated because it's not just about the job. It's not just about that. This individual and people I'm thinking of, I've got a couple in mind, you can, they are absolutely taking full advantage of being a healthcare traveler by saying, I'm going to go to Alaska. I'm going to go to a Hawaii. I'm going to go take an assignment in some small town because it's paying a lot. And lo and behold, I love it there. I'm going to go someplace that I've never been before. I'm going to go get that license. I've never been to New England. I've never been to California. I've never been to the state of Texas. That is such a wonderful way, in my opinion, to avoid being burnt out. If you're going to a whole different part of the country 
at a different time of the year. I mean, if you've been to, you know, the eastern seaboard, the northeast, let's say, let's say New England in, in the fall, it's going to be very, very different in the spring, very, very different in, in a different time of year as it is as all of the different locations we have. So mixing it up and getting out of your comfort zone is really huge. I'm not saying all of you guys have to go to Alaska. I'm not saying all of you have to go up to the state of Montana or take, you know, an assignment in Florida if you've never been and you don't like bugs and you don't like the heat. Don't be going to Arizona if you're in that same situation or going someplace cold. I'm not trying to say you have to. I'm just saying if you do, you're probably going to avoid burnout a little bit more. You're going to experience some things differently. And I think at the end of your time as a traveler, you're going to go, man, I was actually able to travel longer because I did mix it up and I did get out of my comfort zone a little bit, and lo and behold, look at the wonderful experiences I had. I know you're going to have some experiences that aren't so wonderful. You're going to say, boy, I shouldn't have taken that job. I won't mention any cities or states in January or February because I thought it was going to be tough, and sure enough, it was. So, you know, be aware of that. You're going to have some swings and misses, so to speak. But I think at the same token, you're going to have a lot of times you're like, wow, I just had no idea that I would like it there. Maybe it's the people. Maybe it's the town. Maybe it's the hospital itself. Certainly, maybe it's something you didn't expect. Maybe you're more of an adventure that you thought. Maybe you like whitewater rafting. Maybe you like to learn how to ski or you know, a snowmobile. Whatever the case may be, getting out of your comfort zone, I mean, it just does. I mean, I'm not speaking anything that's genius here. It just absolutely gets you more experiences, which I think... Like I've always said, when your career is over, you'll look back and go, wow, not only did I do all this great thing and had all these different patients, I actually got to do this, this, and this for myself on, on a personal note. So I think that's important. All right, let's talk about a few more things that I think are really, really important as we're talking about avoiding burnout. And one of those is, is we talked about it a little bit earlier, a few minutes ago, but talking about your shifts. A lot of you ask all of us, can I get block schedule? And I think that's one of the most important things for many of you, not for all of you, but for many of you, you know, talking to your, the person that's interviewing you and getting that block scheduling, or at least a schedule that you have control of. It doesn't have to be block scheduling, but you have a schedule where maybe you're doing some self-scheduling. I understand you may have to jump into the current schedule when you first start an assignment, but the second two-thirds of that assignment, theoretically, hopefully you found a place that allows you to self-schedule or at least have some input on what you, when you're going to be working so that you can have some time off to yourself. If you are taking an assignment that's close to home, for example, you could run home. Or if you are in Alaska, you could run off and you know look at the you know, look go up to Kodiak or you know some you know Denali or some crazy places like that. Or if you're in the Hawaiian Islands, you know you actually will take that money you're earning and go spend it and then some on visiting some of the other islands or whatever the case may be. Having control of your schedule or having a block schedule, I think, is a really important aspect of this. It's one that. You know, recruiters and those of us on this side of this don't like you talking about because we know the managers are oftentimes hesitant to give you any kind of a commitment on that level. You have to kind of read into yourself to see how forthright that manager is being about your ability to either be on a block schedule or to self-schedule. And I think it's an important aspect of avoiding burnout is having some flexibility. Again, you guys aren't a typical nine-to-fiver like the rest of us, right? This is my whole career. I basically have been on, you know, nine-to-fiver, you know, not last few years, that's for sure. Monday through Friday. This world tends to kind of spill into the weekends, and certainly uh, lately, I don't even know what day it is half the time. I you know Sunday night at 10 o'clock, and sometimes I'm still working. But that's the way it goes. You guys have that option, though. So you have the ability to treat you know, your schedule as, as you'd like to if you can. And if the hospital is telling you, no, we do this, 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 and you're going to work every weekend, you know, that's, that's got to be a negative for your consideration of whether or not you want that assignment. And I do think that having a set schedule that is something that you don't want, like weekends or something like whatever that case may be, it's going to 
you know, definitely contribute to your, your travel or burnout for sure. And I think having a good schedule that doesn't will kind of help you avoid it. And that's, that's why I mentioned it on the avoiding the burnout episode here. Oh, I'm getting a little slappy. All right. Here's one that I, that I was kind of talking, I was alluding to earlier. And that is, then this is what most people on my side of the, of the business that are trying to convince you to work, 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 don't want you to do. And that is, I'm going to suggest taking longer breaks off in between assignments than what I've seen. I know many of you, and I have such high respect for you. Right now, you're, you're doing that. I'm going to get it while the getting's good. And I understand that. And I think some of you missed an opportunity maybe this last spring and early part of summer to take breaks when the getting wasn't so good, when the rates started to drop a lot. They are absolutely increasing like crazy right now. So I know you guys, many of you feel like you just got to go out and you got to stay working. Okay, fine. So that's what we said early in the episode. You get to make that decision. But if you can, think about your sanity. Think about your mental and physical, you know, uh, uh, longevity and how you, how strong you are. And try to avoid having it be where all of a sudden it sneaks up and you're going, oh my gosh, I burned out because I went from one assignment to the other to the other to the other. There's going to be a point, no matter how strong you are, both physically and mentally, that you're going to give out. And what I want to think about and have you guys talk about today is avoiding that. So, yes, I understand you can make a ton of money, but maybe, just maybe, tell your recruiter or your companies that you're working with, I need, I, I know I'm ending on the, the 18th, but I don't want to start up until two weeks later because I'm going to, you know, do what I'm about to say to have, also do. But I'm taking some time off because I need it. I need to get my head on straight. I need to not be at a hospital and be in that stressful situation for a good period of time. I'm going to take a break. And this is, again, what I'm telling you. Most recruiters will be like, oh, well, you know, our insurance may lapse. You may have to go back. I mean, there'll be all kinds of reasons why they're going to try to convince you not to. And this is where I think our industry sucks. And that is that we try to convince travelers to do things that oftentimes are not in their best interest. They're certainly in ours. And I think this is where you guys got to remember you're in control. I've said it a thousand times. We are all scrambling to earn your business, right? You guys have choices. We don't have choices. Look at it from our standpoint, our, our perspective for one minute. Our job is to convince you, as I've always said, to take assignments with us, and, and we don't want you talking to any other 300 and some odd companies, probably more than that, that have the exact same job. So you guys have the choice of who you want to take the same job through or even you know different local jobs from different facilities, different vendors, but certainly you guys are in charge. We're all trying to convince you, and you guys are the commodity, right? So you guys are the ones that have the control. Remember that. I understand, like I said earlier, some of you may not have as much control as others. Some of you have a ton of control. It all depends upon all the things that are your you know, traveler marketability. Go back and see a few episodes ago that contribute to how much control you have. But all of you have control. And I think you got to remember that. So taking breaks in between assignments is something where you're going to say, you know what, I understand and I know there's some really high-paying positions now, but there's I can book something in a couple of weeks. You know, instead of you know booking something right away and going right into it, wait a week or two and say I know my, that I may not get interviewed because I'm not available for a bit longer. But when the timing is right for me to you know get an interview because it's close enough, I'm still going to get a position. You know, very highly. I mean, maybe it's not my first choice. Maybe it is my first choice. Maybe that wait you did actually allows you know the rates to go up or maybe allows some more opportunity to come in. There's some seasonality at play. So again, if you guys had a certain location that you're interested in and 
it's kind of a timely thing where you want to grab that southern, let's say, location during the, the latter part of the fall or the early part of winter before it's gobbled up. I can understand that, so keep that in mind. But for the most part, you guys have control, and I'm telling you, take some time. Don't. I just hate seeing travelers personally literally get a day or two off to scramble from one location to the other, get, the, get in their place, and start an orientation the next time. Most of you are smart enough that you take a week off, but I'm telling you, I think it would be smarter to take two if you can afford it, at least maybe every other time. Take a couple weeks off, and while you're taking it, here's some things I'm going to suggest that you go do. Number one is go home. Go home for a little while. If you have a home, go see your family. Go see your friends. Reconnect with those people that you care about. It's an important aspect of it. We talked about this in other episodes, and this is one of those areas that if you don't go home every so often, you're going to lose home. And that's going to add to stress. It's going to add to your burnout. You're going to lose the things that are important to you. So my first suggestion is to go home every once in a while and go home and spend some quality time with the people that you love. Okay? So there's that. Number two, take a vacation. And I'm talking about a real vacation, not a working vacation, not weekends while you're at some crazy assignment or some place or something you're going off and seeing different areas on the location you're working in. I'm talking about go to Mexico, get out of the country, go someplace that you really want to go that doesn't have the job there. Go take a vacation for you, especially if you have a spouse or family. I mean, that's that's a whole different you know, level then you've got to spend some time with your family. But if you, if you're single out there, take a vacation, get some time to get in back into your own head, understand who you are, know what's important, read a book, listen to some music, strum a guitar, sit in a beach, go to a mountain. You guys get where I'm going. You've got to have that. That is so important. Many of you can say, well, I've get my vacations while I'm on my assignment. I go and do stuff. Yeah, but it's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is that that absolutely will help you and I'm a big you know believer in doing all that stuff and making the most out of every single assignment but I'm also here to tell you that I do think you should at least take one to two vacations every year everybody else in the world does if they can they possibly afford to and you know what level of income you make is typically the level of time or the level of vacation you have and how long you go on it but most people figure out a way to get away a couple times a year in our country and I think most countries and I'm telling you guys it's really really important in this day and age as a traveling healthcare provider that to avoid burnout you got to take a real vacation a vacation that has nothing to do with a travel assignment one of the other things i want to talk about or, or, or suggest is take an assignment with a friend maybe you guys have never done that you guys all get to know other travelers you guys have had if you've been doing this for any length of time you've got friends and family and people that you are travelers that are now i should say considered friends and family if you get along really well with somebody that you worked in in a unit, you know, a couple of years ago, and you guys talk and still chat, find out where they're going. See if you can also, you know, find out where their company that has that assignment, or see if your company does. See if you can get on to the same shift. It may not be the exact same dates. That does make it difficult. We are, we'll cover that down the road. But if they're going to be going there, they've already booked an assignment. Maybe that'd be say, hey, listen, I think I might see if I can get in there, and it might be a really good fit for you to help you avoid some burnout if you had someone to bum around with and pal around with when you're not working especially someone that you really like you know that's that's is like a good true friend of yours think about that consider that go in some groups if you've got a couple two three four people that have traveled together introduce some of your friends to some of your other friends and make those suggestions hey i know this friend of mine is going to be at that assignment i can't go but you guys should go and and next thing you know now you've got 
a hub of people that are starting to become your your people, right? And you guys are starting to be able to travel amongst each other. And when you think about it, if you have a friend, there's a pretty good chance that another one of your friends is going to get along with that friend too because you're all very similar, I would imagine, have similar interests and similar, you know, everything else. So it's a really important thing, I think, to at least to consider, as well as going back to an assignment that you really enjoyed. Let's talk about that for a sec. We're trying to avoid burnout, and so much of burnout is the unknown. I don't know what I'm getting into. I don't know this manager. I don't know this location. I don't know what's going on with this facility. I don't know their, their charting. I understand how they you know, get report. I don't know what the procedure is down here in imaging. I don't know what the procedure is in, our, in the rehab area. All that stuff. I work in a lab. I don't know what things are like there. If you, if you have gone someplace before, consider going back to a place that you really liked. Maybe it's changed a little bit, but the chances are going to be really strong that you're going to enjoy the assignment, which again is going to help you avoiding being burned out if they'll, if they'll have you. Call that manager if you still have his or her number and say, I don't even know if you guys have an assignment, but if you do, I'd love to come. And that's a great way to start to get your foot in the door. I know a lot of you guys basically say you kind of self-recruit anyway. Then you call your company and say, hey, I've got the, you know, they want to have me come back there. So, do your job if you have to and, and make it so that you can actually you know, choose the assignment that you want. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if you're choosing an assignment that you know has a really strong chance or a stronger chance of being a great assignment for you. And if you've had a good experience at a location previously, especially if it's relatively recent, there's a good likelihood you're going to have experience that way again. So consider that. And even if you're not seeing that assignment, maybe go reach out and find out from either one of your staff friends that are still there, maybe certainly the manager themselves, and ask. Hey, I'm ending an assignment in about six weeks. Do you think you're going to have a need? Because I'd love to come back. It's been a long time. It's such a good experience there. I mean, that's music to their ears. When a manager hears you want to come back, it's just as strong as a manager saying they want you to come back. It's just the opposite. So consider that and think about that, you know, going to an assignment that you truly enjoy and truly liked. Guys, burnout can become super dangerous. I mean, it really can. I mean, we're talking about it's dangerous for you. It's dangerous for your license if you have one. It's dangerous for your certification if you have one. It is absolutely oftentimes dangerous for your patients. I don't have to talk about that, and I can't intelligently, but I can tell you that we all know that that's the unwritten kind of, you know, that's the 800-pound gorilla in the room, right? It's you got to be careful of that. So that's what you're really talking about. But today I'm kind of also talking about just you and your mental, your mental state. If you want to be a healthcare, traveling healthcare provider, you want to make as much money as you can for longer. That's why a lot of you are doing this is the, the financial gains, certainly the, the experience that you're getting. So you want that experience to last as long as you can. And I'm telling you, some of the things we talked about today are going to elevate your chances of having those continue to, to make it so that you are, in fact, avoiding getting burnout. Because I do think that burnout, like I said at the very beginning of this episode, burning out can sneak up on you. And that's what we're trying to avoid here is, oh my gosh, it's too late. Because once it's too late, it's kind of too late. You're stuck on an assignment or you're frazzled and fried and you've got to figure out how to focus through to get to the end of that assignment. And that cannot be fun. That cannot be fun for you guys. So you've got to kind of treat this as a really great opportunity in your travel career. You guys, again, you have a different career than most people do. And you have some advantages to avoiding burnout that other careers don't have. And all the things we talked about, and I'm sure a whole bunch that I didn't consider or even, even think about, are all ways to make sure that you're trying to do the best you can to make it so that you can get to that next assignment. You can have a good, sustainable career for as long as you want this traveling career to be. But you got to kind of play by some of these rules that we kind of outlined today and make sure that you're not just go, 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 go and becoming that, mm, you know, it's going to get you. 
sooner or later, if you're just, you know, you focus on one thing and you are hyper-focused on that, whatever it's, you know, money, whatever location, it's going to catch up to you. And you're going to wish that you went, should have listened to Travel Evolve more. I should have told my, some of my friends should have told me about this episode. So I hope this is one that you guys share. As always, everyone, again, I really do hope that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. I mean, you have to do that by hitting the bell, little bell symbol that allows you to get a notification when a new episode is posted. And then, of course, you can subscribe to any of your favorite podcast platforms, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, you name it. Uh, Anchor is what we post this on, but it goes to most, we don't even I think that's our fifth or sixth most popular, I guess, platform. So whatever you listen to all your podcasts on. And again, I've always said, Podcasts are a great way to kind of evolve your whole travel game to kind of hear some different perspectives from other travelers, other agencies, all the different things you look at, and of course, personal stuff as well. So guys, as always, can't thank you enough for listening to me today, watching me today. I really appreciate it. Avoid burnout. It's it's just kind of a no-brainer, but something that I just don't think we talk about openly enough in our industry. It's never even talked about very rarely amongst you guys because it's just about go, 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 and where do I get, and what's this assignment like, what's this agency like. Consider your own mental and physical state and think about what you can do to keep that, both of those things up at a really strong level for you. And guys, I will, as always, hopefully catch you next time on Travel Evolved. <laughs>